Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, journeywithjanice.com. Hey, hey, besties. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Journey with Janice podcast. I am so excited for today's episode and just so excited to minister to your hearts, to share what God has put on mine with you. I pray that you are having an amazing start to your day, middle of your day, end of your day, wherever you find yourself at as you're tuning into this episode. You can probably tell my voice is a little strained because the devil is a liar, that's why. (laughs) And so I've shared in previous episodes just what an attack I've had over my voice, but it's not going to stop me from sharing God's truth and love. And so I was actually ministering a few weeks ago at a coffee shop and I had shared my own testimony of how the enemy has literally since day one of my life tried to steal my voice from me, literally and figuratively. And um, just through just physical things that have happened to my body and then also through just voices of other people and just the accusations of the enemy because we never wrestle flesh and blood, right? So it's never people, it's always the enemy and sometimes he uses people to do that, but we can never put our focus on people. It's always the enemy at work. And so people are never our battle. The Bible says that we never wrestle flesh and blood. So people are never our battle. So if you are having issues with the person, ask the Lord to help you see beyond that and to see into the spirit realm. Because I love what my friend Brenda says, we are spirit beings having a human experience, not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are created as spiritual beings. And so just looking back as I've shared like how adamant the enemy has been to steal my voice and at the coffee shop a few weeks ago I said I would think he's learned by now that I'm not going to shut up like I will be quiet in the moments the Lord tells me to because I know in Ecclesiastes it says there's a time to speak up and a time to be quiet there's wisdom and walking that out but when I know God has put a message on my heart or something on my heart that needs to be shared with people like I'm not going to be quiet so I'll do it with a strained voice or not so y'all could be praying for me and believing with me for full restoration of my voice, and I'm praying for you for whatever you are experiencing and going through, whatever backlash from the enemy you're experiencing. I'm believing right now in faith that God is going to deal with that in your life and that there'll be a fullness of healing, shalom over you, perfect peace, God's perfect peace, nothing missing, lacking, or broken. I'm so thankful for God's peace that surpasses all understanding. So whether you're wrestling with something in your mind, in your heart, your physical body, your finances, whatever that is, God is faithful and he cares about it all because he cares about you. And he literally delights in every detail of our lives. And so I'm continually reminding myself of that, of his goodness, his faithfulness, his love. And so I actually just got done releasing a blog on my website. If you love reading or if you don't, you could check it out. It's journeywithjanice.com. And then there's a blog section. And I just wrote a blog that is, it's a letter to the grieving heart. And the message that was really stirring on my heart this morning as I was just getting ready and just thinking about those people who 
have a hard time during the holiday seasons. It's not easy. It's it's not easy when you've experienced loss, whether that's through divorce or actual death or just your life doesn't look like what you thought it would be. And so grieving that. And the intro to the blog I shared was that sometimes the greatest grief isn't what you've lost. It's what will never be. And it's just such a reminder. It was such a reminder in my heart this morning as the Lord was just prompting me to write this of his goodness, his faithfulness, his nearness, how he is truly close to the broken heart and how valuable it is to how much we need to really grieve the loss of of the things that'll never be and how that doesn't make us weak it actually makes us strong to be able to grieve and sorry if you hear me sipping on my pumpkin spice coffee <laughs> I'm trying to keep my uh my throat just not dry because the devil is a liar. So anyway, so how important it is to feel those feelings. Like it's okay to process emotions. I think one of the greatest deceptions we fall into is that we have to bury how we feel that we can't actually process it. And I even said in the blog too, that like, I know what it's like to wake up in the morning with puffy eyes because I've cried myself to sleep and just how much grief comes like waves and holidays can be a painful reminder of what isn't anymore and what will never be and so my heart goes out to you if if you're experiencing that maybe this is the first holiday that you've walked through without someone that you love maybe you are going through the pains of divorce and now learning to experience holidays without that person anymore and so I know I know how that feels and I know how hard that is and so I want you to know that you're seen and that you're not alone that the Bible says there may be pain in the night but there may be weeping weeping may endure for the night but joy comes in the morning and sometimes that's hard to hear like when you're in that moment where the pain is so raw and so real to to actually believe that there will be joy someday, it's hard to even grab onto. But the beautiful thing is that it's God's word and that it comes to pass whether we want it to or not, whether we can stand in full faith for it or not. Because when you're when you're being washed in the waves of grief, it's hard to believe or see outside of that. And so if you're in that right now, just know that I'm believing for you, that I'm praying for you, that I am contending for you so you don't have to for yourself right now. You can just rest in God and let him love you. And so what else was on my heart today was the scripture that says godliness with contentment is great gain. And I love that verse. And I've had to remind myself of that a lot because I am a visionary. I'm a dreamer. I love to ask, think, and imagine really big things because I know his word in Ephesians 3.20 promises that he'll do above and beyond that. And so I tell him all the time, Lord, I can ask, think, and imagine pretty big. And I know that you know that because you created me this way. And so I'm, I just love that he promises to go above and beyond that in our lives. And so it's a balance, though, to be thankful and content with where you're at, grateful for where God has you, even if it's a painful moment, like a painful season, knowing that God is working all things together for good, that he's near to the brokenhearted. There is a nearness of God in the valley that you can't experience anywhere else. And so having that realization while also believing for more, while also believing that there's more beyond what you're currently experiencing. And so allowing the Lord to let you dream, allowing the Lord to let you believe for more in your life, to let him plant those 
dreams and desires within your heart because he has more for you. And even if you find yourself right now on a mountaintop moment where you're like, my life is good, my career is good, my family is good, like all these things, you can still believe for more because God takes us from glory to glory. And I say this all the time, but where you're at is not where you're staying. He, you are not, you've not reached the pinnacle of all he has for you. It's not like he's like, you've arrived. There is no more goodness for you. There is no more faithfulness for you. Like this is all you get. No, God takes us from glory to glory, strength to strength, faith to faith. And I'm so thankful for God who who loves us that much, who thinks of us that much, whose thoughts toward us, his very good thoughts toward us outnumber the sands of the sea. That is hard to comprehend with 7 billion, I think they actually just recorded that we're at 8 billion people on this earth that God could be so intimately acquainted with your ways, with you right now in this moment. He is intimately acquainted with you. He knows every thought you think before you even think it. He knows every hair on your head. He knows the count. He knows what makes you happy. He knows what what upsets you. He knows everything. He knows your favorite color. He knows your favorite meal, your favorite restaurant. He knows your hobbies. He knows everything. He knows what makes your heart beat. And I love that he is so intimately acquainted with our ways. And I feel like you could just say a lot on that. Just pause and rest in that truth and just meditate on that. Let that sink in and sit with you for a moment that he knows you better than anyone could ever know you. And he still chooses to love you. And if you're someone like me who has dealt with so much rejection in my life, like even last night, I was really just sitting with the Lord and I was going through my whole life of with him of people. I mean, it was like a countless number of people that have rejected me in my life and just forgiving, releasing, blessing them, letting them go kind of a thing. Cause I just was in a moment in prayer where I felt like I needed to do that. And he prompted me to do that. And so as someone who is very acquainted with, with rejection and that like fear of being fully known of like, if someone really knows me, the intricacies of who I really am, not the facade of what I put on. And I, and I will say that I very much, God has called me into uh, just a freedom of being able to fully live in who I am, who Janice is. And that's why my podcast used to be named just Janice. It wasn't like just Janice. She's just Janice. She's just, you know, ordinary old Janice. No, it was like, what you see is what you get. I'm not going to add to or take away from who I am anymore. And I've lived so much of my life of feeling like if I were to be fully who God created me to be, would I be accepted or would I be rejected? Because rejection has been honestly something that has marked me my entire life. And so just living in that space and place of being fully who God created me to be. I love the song by Torrin Wells. It's called Fully Known fully known. It's what it's called. And part of the line says, I'm fully known and loved by you. And I love that about God, that he knows every detail of who you are. He's the one that created you in the womb of your mother. He gave you that laugh. He gave you that smile. He gave you that personality, your looks, every part of you he created. He is a creator of all things. And he took time to create you in the womb of your mother. And so it's a beautiful thing. And so knowing 
that the one who knows me most loves me most and that love will never change. The Bible says that there's literally, there's nothing, there's nothing in all of creation that can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. And so to know that there is a God who created me, who knows everything there is to know about me, my flaws, my weaknesses, my strengths, all of it. He knows all of it. We are literally laid bare before him. There's nothing that we can hide from him. And he still chooses to love us. And I love that he didn't wait for us to get it all together. The Bible says that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. And that it was for the joy set before him that he endured the cross. He didn't wait for you to get it all together because if he had to wait for you to get it all together, he would have still never went to the cross because you're never going to have it all together. You don't have to be perfect for him. Yes, we're called to live holy. We're called to live lives that are set apart unto him. We are called to walk the narrow path that few find that leads to life, to get off that broad path that leads to destruction that the world is on, to not conform to the patterns of this world. Yes, there is a call to consecration when it comes to the Lord. There's a call to live a life that pleases him, but that is not a call to perfection because you'll never be perfect. The Bible says that we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's our lives hidden in him, surrendered to him that makes us right in God's sight. It's the blood of Jesus that was shed at the cross, his body that was broken. That is what makes us right with God and pure before him. There's nothing we can do in and of ourselves. The Bible says that our righteousness is as filthy rags to him. Like even the best of the best that we could be, like we still have sin in our lives outside of Christ, if it's not under the blood, if it's not covered with him, if we're not under that new covenant with Jesus Christ, we are held accountable for our sins. And the Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And so when you repent, which doesn't mean that you are in sackcloth and ashes and woe is me and you're crying and whatever. And yes, those things may come that may be part of the process and what it looks like for you to turn away from a sinful lifestyle and turn to God. But the real meaning and definition of repentance isn't being just sorry for your sin. It's turning away from it. It's turning away from it. And that's why there's so many times I hear people say, you know, in a justification of people justify sinful behavior by saying, you know, we all have sin. We all have sin and my sin just looks different than yours. Yes, maybe you have a propensity to a certain sin or whatever, but we all have a choice to live holy and set apart unto him. That's why I love Jackie Hill Perry. She does such a beautiful teaching and has such a beautiful way of calling out sin and how we have a choice to live in sin. And the Bible says that his grace teaches us to say no to ungodliness. His grace isn't just a cover up to do what we want and live our lives however we want. His grace teaches us to say no to ungodliness. And I said this the other day to my spiritual mama. I said, I never want to do something that would put Jesus on the cross. I never want to intentionally live my life in a way that caused him to have to go to the cross. And man, if we really grasp that, I encourage you read through the book of John. The Lord has had me really steadily in the gospel books. And so I've been just reading through the different ones, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the New Testament, if you didn't know that, reading through them because it's a life of Jesus. It's his life his death, his resurrection. You can read all about the way he lived his life and it's a beautiful thing. And so God's had me in those books and I've hesitated. Like I haven't hesitated. That's probably not the right way to say it, but like ah, there's been a part of me that's like, oh, part of me, just a small part of me that's like, God, I don't want to read them because every time I get to the crucifixion, I just weep. I weep because I see 
in the word what Jesus endured. It was for the joy set before him that he endured the cross. Do you know what he endured? He endured being publicly ridiculed and mocked, having his beard literally pulled out from his face, having his back beaten. The Bible says that his face was so deformed, like it was beyond human recognition. And then they nailed his hands and his feet to a cross and left him there bloody, (laughs) bloody. Oh my gosh. I mean, I, every time I read the Bible and I read those accounts, like it grieves my spirit and just puts anguish in my soul for what Jesus went through. And the Bible says, like I said, the joy that was set before him and that joy was you. That joy was knowing that you would be reconciled to him. And I just, ah, I can't even comprehend what he went through. I literally can't because I have no grid for it. I have no grid for it other than just reading it and seeing it maybe in movies displayed. But what he actually went through his ways are so much higher. His thoughts are so much higher. What he endured. Oh my gosh, Lord, help me to gladly accept that sacrifice that you made at the cross and help me to live my life in a way that I don't intentionally, willfully do things that caused you to have to go for, go to the cross. And some of you may be like, why did he have to go to the cross? The Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. And John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. He came to be the perfect sacrifice, to atone for your sins. Atone, it's kind of a Christianese word. If you're not like familiar with the Bible or church language, atoning just means it's a cover for your sin. His blood shed at the cross covers your sin so that you aren't held accountable for your sin on the day of judgment. The Bible says that it is appointed for man to die once and then comes a judgment. All of us will stand before God one day and give an account for our lives and answer to him. And the only thing that's going to get us into heaven, I hear so many people say, you know, you know, what's going to get you into heaven? You know, it's your good outweighing your bad. And for so long, I believe that lie. It's the, it's the epitome of the American gospel that if I do enough good things, If I don't murder, if I don't do this, if I don't do that, then God's going to let me into heaven. But the reality is the Bible says that if you even harbor hatred in your heart towards someone, it's equal to murder. If you even have lust in your heart towards someone, it's equal to adultery. And then if you're guilty of breaking any, any of the law, you're guilty of breaking it all. So none of us can stand before God justified of our lives, of our sin outside of Jesus. And so the only way that we can stand before God and get into heaven. (laughs) However you want to say that, be permitted to eternity in heaven is through Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He even says that no one comes to the Father but through me. There is no other way. He is the only way. There is not multiple ways to get to heaven. And that's why I, my heart literally grieves when people say, you know, your God is your God, my God is my God kind of thing. We all, all paths lead to life. It's the age old lie of universalism and it's plaguing our culture. And the reality is you cannot be a Christian, a Christian and simultaneously believe that because Jesus didn't teach that. Jesus didn't preach that. And I'm telling you, I did not plan on getting on this podcast today and talking about salvation, but I think someone needs to hear it. Because Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only way to God.
There is no other way. And I will stand on that truth until the day that I die. And I believe it with my entire being. And it's not just a feel-good message. The reality is that the Bible says to pick up your cross daily and follow him. A cross is self-denial. A, a cross is, 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 it's not an easy life. It's not an easy life. That's why when we talked about the narrow path earlier, the narrow path that few find that leads to life, it's not easy. It's the most joy-filled peace-filled path you'll ever have, but it's not an easy one. If it was an easy one, everybody would be on it, but it's not. And so I just encourage you to not just take my word for it, to get into the Bible, read it for yourself. Read through the book of John, read through the book of Romans. Then you're going to hear a lot of these scriptures I've been quoting today. That is that is where it's at. It's in the word of God. It's his, it's his truth. It's his unchanging, uncompromising truth. And my heart is that If you have scales on your eyes today that they would fall off, that that veil would be removed from your eyes, that you would have an encounter with God like you've never had before. If you know God personally, I pray that God would take you even deeper and higher in him. If you don't know God at all and you've just somehow stumbled on this podcast, this crazy Jesus-loving girl, then I pray that you would encounter him in his presence like you never have before. That's what happened to me when I was 17. I was in my car. I didn't know that I didn't know God. I grew up believing. I believed in God my whole life. You would have never asked me my entire life if I believed in God and not heard me say yes. But the Bible says even demons believe and tremble. It's not enough to just believe. You have to give your life to him. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that if we confess in our mouth, Jesus is Lord. And believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead will be saved. That is how you get saved. It's not just belief in in him. It's confessing. It's surrendering your heart to him. And it's not about works. Salvation is a free gift of faith. There is nothing you can do to earn God's love. You just have to receive it. Accept it. Say, God, I choose to believe in you. I want to be born again, God. Born again. Believe in you. And have receive your free gift of eternal life. And then live your life for him. Get plugged into a local church who who teaches the uncompromising truth of God's word, who teaches the full gospel. I know that's 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 a whole other conversation because not all churches do, and you think you could just plug into any church and you'd be good, but that's unfortunately not true. But get plugged in, ask Holy Spirit. He's your great counselor. God sent his Holy Spirit to dwell within you. And so if you've given your life to him through this podcast or in the past, whatever, and you're not plugged into a local church, ask God, where should I go? He is your counselor. And I think so many times it's easy to put a person in the middle between you and God, but you don't have to. You can go to God directly yourself and he will give you the answers you need. Jesus is your mediator. He's the one that goes between you and God the Father. And again, that's a whole other conversation and teaching, but just know that when you cry out to him, he answers you. He is your redeemer and your savior. He loves you with an everlasting love and he is willing that none perish. He doesn't want anyone to live eternally separated from him. So I'm gonna go ahead and pray and I'm just so grateful and thankful for this message. I believe that there are people out there who needed to hear it because that is what came bubbling up out of me and I ask the Lord every time before I record a podcast, Lord, you speak through me whatever you wanna speak, Holy Spirit, you have your way and that's what came out. So 
we are just going to go with it. And I'm just excited. If you want to reach out to me, I have a contact form on my website, journeywithjanice.com. You can find me on social media at The Journey with Janice. It's not Journey with Janice. That's someone else. So it's The Journey with Janice. And then the website is Journey with Janice. So there's there's other people out there with similar names. And so I want to make sure you connect with me. And so um, I just am so grateful and thankful for you. If you want to connect, if you need help finding a Bible, if you need help with any like just advice or, or anything. I, I love teaching. That is like, I, teaching is like my heartbeat. I love helping people, resource people and things like that. So I would love to do that for you and just be a blessing in your life. So I'm going to go ahead and pray. Father, I thank you so much for this podcast. God, I thank you for every person on here. I believe God that whether they were born again before this podcast, they got born again on this podcast, or they will get born again after this podcast. God, I believe that this word was for everyone who tuned in. God, I believe that you don't make mistakes, whether they intentionally tuned in or they just happened to find this podcast. God, you had a divine purpose for them listening to this episode. God, I thank you for your word that is seated deep within our hearts that will bear fruit in our lives. God, I thank you for your spirit that guides us into all truth. God, I pray if there are people on here listening who have not fully surrendered because they still have questions. God, I thank you that your word says that when we ask, we receive. And that when we want wisdom, all we have to do is ask and you'll give it. So God, I pray that you would answer the questions they have. I thank you that you're not intimidated. You are not, you don't scoff at their questions. God, you want them to know you in your fullness. And so God, I thank you that you're answering questions. You're bringing people to life, God. God, I thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. God, I thank you for your sacrifice at the cross. I thank you for what you willingly endured. God, and I thank you for new life in you. I thank you for born again experiences through this podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.